Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Watching the Boxes. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and this is the World Series Late Night Edition. Uh, there was a lot more important things going on in sports other than basketball tonight, though there was Russell Westbrook winning four in a row and uh, the Bulls' first loss tonight. So if you do think those things are more important than the World Series Game 7, I tend to lean in your case if any of us any other World Series at all. But when the Cubs won the World Series, even if you grew up hating the Cubs, you got to give them kudos and you got to give the night to them. So tonight we're going to be doing lightning round box scores. Once again, watching the boxes is presented by hashtag basketball.com. We're just going to go as quickly as humanly possible through the box scores, only hitting the, the big highlights and not dwelling on anything else, simply because it is late and everyone's probably more interested in the World Series. Let's start with both Celtics. Miritich had a really nice night. I like him moving forward. I think he should be on in all standard leagues with um, MCW out. It looks like Isaiah Cannon is getting more run than, uh, than Valentine. Um, and uh, Jaron Grant actually played 13 minutes tonight. All those guys, not relevant in standard leagues, but maybe in a deeper league. Isaiah Cannon seems to be getting the most minutes there. Robin Lopez, another 14-minute night. Not really sure why he's not playing a lot, but I feel like it's safe to drop him now simply because he's just not playing. Uh, a couple off nights from some of the starters, but... Nothing to worry about there with everybody else. The Celtics, Amir Johnson, went off. He had four three-pointers, which I think might be a season high for him. Two blocks, three steals, three assists, six rebounds. I'm not expecting Amir Johnson to suddenly be the number one scoring guy on this team. Jay Crowder went out with a pretty nasty left uh, ankle sprain. He did not return. No word on how long he's going to be out, but if Amir Johnson is going to be taking his touches and playing a little bit more, he might become standard league relevant. Personally, I, I don't think Amir Johnson is going to be anything special. I don't think this is some sort of renaissance for him. So keep him at the same value as you normally have him. Tyler Zeller had a okay night. He played 25 minutes, 11 and 4. He doesn't do enough for me in standard leagues. Marcus Smart's return was 34 minutes, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, a steal, a block. He's worth maybe taking um, a flyer on in bigger leagues. And in standard leagues, he's worth a watch, maybe a flyer if you kind of need a guy who does uh, little things like he does. I'm not sure he's going to play 34 minutes like he did tonight. I think that was a symptom of Crowder being out. So keep a watch on him. Moving on to the next game, we're doing lightning round. Uh, Toronto, Washington. Here, DeMar DeRozan keeping up his amazing scoring streak. I guess maybe this is a permanent thing for him. DeMar Carroll, 22 minutes. Drop him in your league. Screw that guy. Um, everybody else in here, nothing to worry about. Patrick Patterson, another 30-minute night. Still doesn't do enough to be relevant in standard leagues. For the Wizards, Markeith Morris, a guy I've been saying to pick up, had a pretty bad night, six points only, uh, a steal, two assists, three rebounds. I still think he's going to be good. He played 36 minutes. He's standardly relevant. Don't let one game get you down. Otto Porter, 38 minutes. He shot really well, 23 points, 13 rebounds, a steal, and 
no assists, no three-pointers, but 11 for 13 from the field. This is a great line from Otto Porter, and it's a sign that maybe he does have a bit of a good potential there. I don't think he's consistent enough yet, though this early in the season, if you have spots on your bench that you can take a flyer with or you want to stream Otto Porter, feel free. Actually, a lot of people drafted Otto Porter this year. I thought that was a bad idea. I'm not sure he's got the consistency to keep this up, but it is a promising sign from him. I'm still keeping his value steady simply because this is the first time he's done this in quite a bit. And in the preseason, we weren't really even sure if he was going to start. But promising that he's at least starting now, and if you have him on your team, I guess he's still a hold because there's there's potential there with him. The rest of the team, nothing too exciting. Let's keep moving. Philadelphia 76ers versus the Charlotte Hornets. Robert Covington, another really bad shooting night. Like I said, drop him. He's going to be a streaky player, but I don't want him hanging around on my team unless I'm in a bigger league. Uh, Saric, 14 points, 7 rebounds, assists, and a steal, 2 three-pointers. He's kind of getting the feel for the NBA game. I would... uh, take a flyer on him, I'd pick him up. Ilya Soba is someone I, I mentioned on Twitter that he could play a, a nice really a nice role on this team playing uh, with Embiid. Embiid did not play tonight because he uh, for he's sitting out simply to keep his, his health steady. Uh, Ilya Soba paid 23 minutes, 14 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 three-pointers. 23 minutes to me is not... Um, someone I want to keep a, a someone I want on my team for a standard league, but obviously bigger leagues you should be picked up immediately. Standard leagues he's a watch because he does he is a NBA fantasy tramp just like uh, Jr. Smith. He'll have he'll be good enough to be in every to be starting in every league, and then for a couple weeks he'll fall off to where you have to drop him, and then he'll come back again, and he'll do that for the rest of the year. And if he's going to play starters minutes or even heavy bench minutes off the 76ers team, then that's probably where he's going to uh, lie this year. But he's now the, like the the veteran on this team, and they need someone who can kind of spread the floor out and someone who's actually an NBA player on this team. Uh, don't let anyone believe the hype that this team has a bunch of NBA players on it. They got a bunch of rookies and guys who have who are prospects. Okafor played 24 minutes, but his heart's not on this team. He was only 4 for 8, which, you know, Okafor, he likes to shoot, and he only had 8 shots tonight. 12 points, five only 5 rebounds, a steal, and an assist. Not a great night from him. Sergio, only um, 5 assists and 10 points tonight. This game was a bit of a blowout, so the starters, none of them played 30 minutes. Stauskas actually played 30 minutes. Don't get excited about that, all you uh, Sauce Castile fans. Um, not worried about the times here. I think Sergio Rodriguez is a, is a standard league own, and he's got long-term potential for the rest of the year simply because they don't have a point guard on that team. For the Charlotte Hornets... Frank Kaminsky came off the bench 25 minutes, 14 points, two three-pointers, five rebounds, one steal, one assist. He's getting more involved with the uh, the offense here. I'm not sure he's yet standard league relevant, but he's someone I'm keeping an eye on, especially if there's ever injury on this team. Everybody else on this team had a pretty solid night. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist didn't, only shot four times tonight, but had 13 rebounds and three steals and a block. 
So out of the, the three named guys, I actually think Caldwell Pope is probably in the lead, followed by Michael Kidd-Gilchrist and Ronnie Hollis Jefferson should be dropped in all leagues. Moving on to the next game, Detroit-Brooklyn. The matchup we've all been waiting for, obviously. Trevor Booker, another really mediocre night, but did a lot of the counting stats. Three steals, two assists, four rebounds, one block, and only four points. That's not that's not great. Brooke Lopez had four three-pointers. He was four for eight. Actually, unlike Amir Johnson... Brooke Lopez, I do expect to start shooting more three-pointers and making more three-pointers, and that bumps his fantasy value. If you're scared of his health, which I always am, you might want to sell high on him once he's starting to to kill it. Plus, you don't know what's going on with the Nets. Are they going to move Brooke Lopez to another team? You would assume if they did, they would move to a team where he's going to start because he is that good of an NBA player. So maybe nothing to worry about, but he won't get the usage that he does on, on this team if he moves to someone who's actually a contender or someone who can make the playoffs. He's not going to take 21 shots a game on a real team. This team's not not, not a real team. If you look at their roster, you can tell that. Jeremy Lin went out with an injury. That's not good. Uh, I haven't heard the timeline for that. Keep a lookout for that. what could possibly happen with Jeremy Lin out. Looking at the bench, looks like Kilpatrick, he took the point guard role. Um, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 assists. If you're in, um, uh, he had 4 three-pointers too. If you're in a bigger league, you might want to take a flyer on him, pick him up now as a, as a backup for Jeremy Lin if he's good. If you find out Jeremy Lin's going to be out longer than you think he will be. Going to the Pistons, Caldwell Pope had a better night. Like I said, 15 points, 4 steals, 2 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 three-pointers. He was 4 for 14. That's not great, but... The rest of the line is pretty wonderful. He's kind of moving up in value, I think, compared to where he was drafted. Ish Smith, not a great night, but still had seven assists. That's what you want from him. Tobias Harris still filling it up. He might be a little overvalued right now, um, though his potential, he's still very young. He's still um, improving his game, so why not hold him? That's how I would approach it, but if you think you could move him for a top-tier guy simply because he's playing so well and his rankings look so good right now, um, feel free to do that. I think that's a smart move if you can get someone really, really good for him. But I like Tobias Harris this year. I think he's a solid player. He's getting a ton of usage on the Pistons. Next game, Rockets, Knicks. This was a brutal, brutal blowout. Though Derrick Rose still played 30 minutes, Melo played 31. I mean, this was this was not a great game. Harden's still doing amazing stuff, 30 and 15 with six rebounds, five three-pointers. Eric Gordon is uh, standard league relevant, I think, now simply because he's playing with Harden and he's playing with him so well. 21 points, four three-pointers. Eric Gordon's not going to do anything special when it comes to the rest of the stat lines his rebounds assists steals are going to be pretty mediocre to bad but really what's the difference between this guy and bradley beal not a ton uh bradley beal's probably a little bit better but they're both uh liabilities when it comes to health so if gordon's on your waiver wire and you need some guy who can score and shoot threes yeah 
pick him up. Looking at the rest of this team, Capella only played 21 minutes. I'm not sure Capella, moving forward, what his uh, playing time is going to be. I, I'm i not happy with 21 minutes, but in 21 minutes, he still had 8.6 rebounds, uh, steal, and an assist. That's not terrible per 36. So worth holding on to just to see how the Rockets evolve his playing time. they got nowhere else to go, so I'm not sure um, until... Uh, Montetunas, I guess, gets signed, or if they want to play Nene more, but Nene didn't even play tonight. That's because he's old. Going to the Knicks, Porzingis had a horrible, horrible night, 0 for 4, 3 points. He still had 3 blocks and 8 rebounds, so it's not a complete loss. He might be a buy-low guy, especially with a dud like that. He hasn't been wowing anybody right now. That guy's great. Porzingis does so much stuff, especially nine, across the board in 9 cats. I'm not worried about his usage, even with Derrick Rose hogging the ball and taking 18 shots for some reason. Um, Porzingis is going to learn how to play in that system, or Derrick Rose is going to get injured, and Porzingis will see the ball more. One of those things is definitely going to happen this year. So, by low on Porzingis, Joakim Noah, only 18 minutes tonight. I think I said take a flyer on Joakim Noah if he fits your style. If he fits your style... Well, he had a really, really bad night tonight. So I drop him a little bit in value simply because the inconsistency in minutes. And when he does play, he does he does have good stat lines if he plays uh, bigger minutes. For a big, he gives you those assists that you might need. Uh, that only still fits in certain punting strategies where you don't care about points at all. So Joakim Noah, probably dropping back out of even those leagues. He's um, he's an iffy guy, so wait on him. If they're not going to play him starters minutes, then you're going to have to look elsewhere for that. Moving on to the next game, the Lakers versus the Hawks. Dennis Schroeder, another mediocre night from him. 11 points, 6 assists, and a steal. That's okay like that's not great it's not bad i think a lot of people were high on dennis schroeder and thought he would be amazing uh and and kill stuff and probably where you drafted him is he's he's underperforming right now so i think he's a buy low candidate because this is his team the hawks got blown out and then uh, um he only played 29 minutes he shot four for 11 still had a three-pointer though I like Dennis Schroeder moving forward. I think he's he's a buy low right now simply because he's underperforming and probably the guy who drafted him was super hype on him. And he's like, oh, man, I can't wait for him to blow up, and he's not blowing up. I think Dennis Schroeder's going to have a good year. I don't know if he'll um, crack the top 50, but he still has that potential. He's a solid guard, and he's averaging decent assists, and if that's what you need, he's a nice buy low guy. Dwight Howard... 7 for 10 tonight from free throw, which is way better than what was it, like 4 for 20 the other night. 31 points, no blocks, but 11 rebounds. Definitely a spot starter or a streamer for head-to-heads. If you're in Roto, it's it's dangerous playing with his free throw percentage, but if you don't care about that, he should be owned. If you don't care at all about free throw percentage and you're already punting it because you have one of the other guys who are terrible, like Drummond or DeAndre. Paul Millsap had a poor shooting night. 10 points, 3 for 10. Still managed to get 2 steals, 2 assists, and 7 rebounds. That's pretty great. Mike Muscala, only 15 minutes. 
I guess I'm dropping him off of my my uh, my own list. I'm, I I, guess I was in on him. He doesn't his three his per thirty six are really nice. Even in fifteen minutes, he had seven points and five rebounds and three assists and a three pointer. I'm still watching him, but fifteen minutes is not good enough to be owned. Uh, I'm holding on him. If he, I see another couple nights of uh, of poor minutes, I'm gonna drop him. Tim Hardaway, 21 minutes. Like I said, keep an eye on that guy. He didn't. He scored a ton tonight. He shot the lights out. He doesn't do anything else. Um, I don't know. Keep an eye on him in, in bigger leagues. He's a guy to own. Standard leagues. I don't think he'll ever break into the top 120 or 140 or whatever you're playing. Uh, he might linger around that 140 if he's gonna be a guy they're relying off the bench. In one of the worst games in a couple years, the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies, a game that went into overtime and finished 89 to 83. That's I, I feel like that's a record. Someone should look into that. Wow. Uh, where do I begin on these horrible lines? It, Anthony Davis played 36 minutes, 10 points, still had three blocks, two steals, and seven rebounds, and an assist, and a three. Man, that's a horrible night for Anthony Davis, and that's a good line. That's a that's a Nick Batum normal line. Um, yeah, that's okay for Anthony Davis. You're obviously not happy because he's that's not first round value. But don't worry about that guy at all. The rest of the starters basically got sat. They were playing like crap. Tim Frazier, who I am hype on right now, he's playing incredibly well, and they sat him. They sat him because he couldn't play defense against Mike Connolly, and he was only one. He was one for five for four points and two assists. That really sucks. I'm not dropping him because this is a coach be uh, trying to prove a point, and that always pisses anybody off in fantasy. Lance Stevenson played 45 minutes tonight, 21 points, six assists, four rebounds. You really hope this doesn't turn into a, a Scott Skiles situation like last year where you don't know who's playing, you don't know who's starting. I don't get that feeling right now, simply because this is one night where this has happened, but now this is something you should keep in mind, keep on your radar, that if <coughs> the regulars for the Pelicans are you know, sporadically just not even playing real minutes, then you're going to have to reevaluate how you, how you treat this team completely. Right now, I'm not calculating that into my future values for those guys with the grizzlies after a night of rest Connolly and gasol Connolly played really well <clears throat> didn't get you enough assists for a guard but shot the ball well and Paul, or marcus soul did everything else but didn't shoot the ball well it's kind of a weird um mismatch there enos <clears throat> 38 minutes 10 rebounds two steals 16 points two three-pointers that's really nice. And Jermichael Green with a stat line of his career, 21 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, three three-pointers. Uh, I think Jermichael Green is a guy I want to take a flyer on over Enos. I like I like Jermichael Green. Both of those guys are definitely, I, th- I think, could sneak into standard league relevancy if they <clears throat> aren't already. Both of them are actually kind of hovering in the mid-80s right now overall for averages. So, yeah. Take flyers on either one of those guys if they fit your your status, if it fits your team, what you're punting, or your needs for your roster right now. I like Jermichael Green over James Ennis simply because I think Jermichael Green's got more of a, a green light. 
Obviously, they sat him, or they sat Zach Randolph to play and start him. Neither one of them are going to light the world on fire, but Jermichael Green does a little bit of everything, and I like that better in my fantasy guys simply because I like the nine cat leagues. Moving on to the next game. Mavs versus Utah. Utah kind of brought it tonight. Nice win. Derek Favors. Oh, hey, I figured out why he didn't play that much. He's still on a minutes limit. I couldn't believe that. I thought that minutes limit stuff was over. He played 23 minutes tonight. Definitely a buy low candidate. The owners of those guys should already know that that guy's going to be coming back soon. So it's probably a bad time to buy low. But you never know. There's panicky owners everywhere. Rudy Gobert in just 23 minutes, 12 points 12 rebounds three blocks two steals and assists he was six for 14 from free throws they were uh, looks like they were playing a little hack of go bear tonight so don't worry about him you should probably know that he's not going to shoot great free throws though it is a little worrisome if their teams are now going to start focusing on that he might start hurting you in free throws just like all the other big men who can't shoot free throws but you like to see the uh, <clears throat> rebounds and the blocks. That's really nice. Looking at the rest of the team, Dante Exum played 20 minutes, really didn't do much, but shot well. I still like watching. I, I, I like keeping him on my radar simply because I think he's a pretty. Uh, he'll be a pretty good player in the future. But this team's locked down. George Hill is is just killing it, and uh, and uh, Rodney Hood obviously doing Rodney Hood stuff. They both have. They're both just the scores for this team until Hayward get, gets back. Hayward is announced to be coming back actually by the end of this week, probably early next week is more like it. I think this hurts Joe Johnson the most simply because why are you playing Joe Johnson when he's he's a bit old and he's still really playing quite well. I'm sure he'll get real, but wouldn't you rather have him come get minutes off the bench, get a little bit more rest instead of playing huge minutes? I think it hurts Joe Johnson's playing time and might bump him down into possible uh, uh, the drop zone for standard leagues. It also It's also going to hurt how much Hill and Hood shoot. I'm not really sure. Since Hill's the primary ball handler, it's probably going to hurt Ronnie Hood a little bit more. But both of those guys should keep their standard league relevance throughout the year unless there is some sort of mix-up in the rotation. Dallas tonight, Harry Barnes, 14 points, 2 rebounds, coming back down to earth. Old Harry Barnes, he didn't hit a three. Neither did Dirk. Dirk had a bad night. I still like Dirk moving forward. Looks like uh, J.J. Barea. Oh, he played 27 minutes, I had read. He might not play tonight, or he was questionable. He played 27 minutes, nine points, four assists, five rebounds, and a steal. Um, Darren got the majority of the minutes. They're still kind of sharing it, but it looks like Darren's kind still got the starter role, and he'll be playing more minutes. He was 12 and with nine assists tonight. You like to see that from Darren. I think he's a solid low low tier point guard, someone you can start and and get decent assists from. He's going to play. The Mavericks really have nowhere to go with that. It's not like they're trying to cater to some young talent similar to, well, the way the Utah Jazz should be doing with Exum. Wes Matthews played 36 minutes, but didn't really do much. Wes Matthews, is, I think his value is kind of dropping right now. I am i don't know what to make of him. I think he's good, obviously, and he should be owned in standard leagues. But going towards the, the rest of the year, Wes Matthews, 
after that injury, he just he hasn't been the same guy. And I still think Wes Matthews, Matthews stays in the top 100. But if you're expecting him to jump into like that 60 range, or uh, I, I don't think that's gonna come. I don't think that's gonna come ever. I, I mean, I hope so. I'm rooting for Wes Matthews. I like that guy. I think he's kind of a maniac when it comes to playing basketball. But unless this um, Dallas team starts running the ball through him more, uh, expect what he's doing now to continue uh, for the unforeseeable future. Let's jump to the next game. Portland, Phoenix. This game went to overtime, and they scored almost 120 points each. That's how you do an overtime game. Take note, Grizzlies. Um, Looking at the box scores for these guys, Miles Plumlee, only four points, two for 11, but they're running stuff for Miles Plumlee. He had 11 shots in 21 minutes, which is uh, pretty surprising. Myers Leonard finally getting some uh, heavy tick. He played 27 minutes. To me, this is a matchup issue. It looks like Leonard probably just matched up better against the um, the Suns, and they wanted to run with him more. Still, Miles Plumlee had 12 rebounds and four assists and two blocks in 21 minutes. Those are really nice numbers. I think as a big man, I still like him. Uh, he's still kind of an end-of-the-bench guy. He's, hover- I think he's above the, the drop zone, but... 21 minutes is, is is fairly depressing. Mo Harkless, a little of a bit of a bounce back night. I'm a, my Mo Harkless fandom. 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He's like a poor man's Tobias Harris. And funny, those both of those guys were on Orlando. I wonder if Orlando could use a real shooting or a real three instead of trying to play Aaron Gordon at the three when he should be playing the four. What is going on in Orlando? Stop being horrible at at making a team. That's right. I said it. Um, as you can tell, it's a little late and I'm a little crazy. Crab, 37 minutes tonight off the bench. Not enough for me to be normal 9-cat standard league relevance, but obviously 37 minutes is something to be a fan of. If you're in bigger leagues, he's playing the minutes to be, to be relevant. He's playing pretty decently off the bench standard leagues if he fits your kind of mold where he's like score three-pointers kind of a shooter then pick him up as well looking at the suns tonight tj warren official breakout party i was a little skeptical after his 30-point game granted he's young and i said take a flyer on him i was i was still in the skeptical side i'm not that skeptical anymore um 27 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. 11 for 22. This guy's just a, a a mad scorer, it looks like. And put him up next to Devin Booker? Well, someone's going to need the ball in his hands, so who's taking the most shots on this team? That might hurt Devin Booker's value. It could hurt TJ Warren's value if they're like, all right, stop going to TJ Warren, let's, let's make Devin Booker the main guy. There's too many mouths to feed. Bledsoe shot 20 shots tonight. Booker shot 15. And Brandon Knight off the bench shot 17 shots tonight. Off the night, uh, off the bench, you're happy that Brandon Knight's actually, he played 32 minutes. 16 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. That's not super great numbers for Knight, but that's good enough to be considered a flyer or a streamer in standard leagues. If you need a point guard, definitely take a flyer on him because I think he's he's playing 
the low end of these minutes. Obviously, this was an overtime game. But he's definitely, well, on this team, he's my least favorite guy. I like TJ Warren more than him. I would still take a flyer on night if you need, if you're desperate for a point guard. Tyson Chandler, 18 freaking rebounds with a block, only six points. That's a nice Chandler line. He played 28 minutes. Still um, doing what Tyson Chandler does unless you desperately need rebounds. You know, him and Tristan Thompson are, are similar players. Tyson Chandler does a little bit more. He gets the, uh, a little bit more blocks and the occasional steal. I like Tyson Chandler more than Tristan Thompson. But you never know how that rotation is going to go, considering Lynn probably needs more playing time. Lynn's 36, per 36, I really like. Tonight, in only 21 minutes, he had 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 blocks. If he can start start on this team, if he's actually going to start, then go with Lynn. I would pick him up the second it looks like he's going to take on the starting minutes role. Simply, if you, especially if you need a big man, I like his th- per 36. Popping on to the last game of the night, the 4-0 Thunder defeating the previously undefeated, now 3-1 LA Clippers. Sabonis fouled out, but it looked like they were going to him a little bit more and and letting him shoot more tonight. He was 2-3 for in 17 minutes, all those being three-pointers. He made two three-pointers. Sabonis is, you know, only played 17 minutes, but... The guy is is part of their offense, and obviously with Westbrook taking so many shots, it's hard to get any of these guys value when they're not scoring as much and they're not getting the ball as much. But Westbrook has said he's going to try to get the rest of this team a little bit more involved. He only took 30 shots tonight. It's better than 40, you guys. Yeah, that's uh, what we're dealing with on this team. Even Oladipo only took 11 shots tonight. Westbrook's kind of gouging the value out of everyone on this team. Though, for big men, Adams, he had 11 rebounds, but he's only one for three with two points. I, I want better from him. He's a low-tier, standard league big man. I was hoping he would do a little bit more. He'd be a little bit more involved with the offense because they just needed someone to do pick and rolls, but Westbrook just takes the ball to the rim every single time. So, and he shot seven threes and missed all of them. Good job, Russell Westbrook. The new guy on this team, uh, Grant, who came over from the 76ers, he played 18 minutes tonight, and he actually looked kind of good when I saw oh, the, well, the way he was playing. He had two blocks, um, in that 18 minutes, which is is good to see. It will be interesting to see if he plays more because Roberson has been pretty disappointing so far this year, and uh, Grant isn't isn't terrible. I think you might start seeing him play a little bit more minutes and Roberson a little less minutes. Does that make either one of them standard league relevant? I don't think so, though I would kind of watch Grant if he becomes a starter. He, he does more than Roberson for sure. And that could bump him in, uh, bump Grant into standard league relevancy. Looking at the Clippers, you kind of know what you're getting from the Clippers. Blake Griffin had a not a great shooting night. DeAndre Jordan also didn't do as much as you would like him to do. JJ still doesn't have a shot under him. I think he's a buy low guy because eventually he's going to get his shot down. 
So if people are dropping him, I'd pick him up. I'd, I'd keep him at the bottom of my bench, especially if you're desperate for threes. Nothing else stands out too much from the Clippers tonight. Jamal Crawford, 26 minutes, but not a very good line. That's all of the games tonight. I know that was a lightning round and that I'm not going to edit this one as thoroughly as I usually do. So there's probably some weird pauses and coughs and me saying, obviously, way too many times, which is something I do. Obviously. Yeah, that was bad. Okay. So that's it for tonight. Thank you for joining me. If you're celebrating a World Series win, congratulations. If you're in Cleveland, 3-1 sucks, don't it? Have a good one, everybody. Good night.